a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. This is Mana. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Mana, a podcast featuring ordinary men of extraordinary faith. I'm your host, Jeff Peterson. Now, none of the guys that you're going to meet on this podcast would consider themselves to be extraordinary, but it's their humble, holy way of living. That's exactly what makes them extra to me, and I am excited for you to meet them. All right, so uh, even though this is an audible medium here, uh, being a podcast, uh, I'm going to ask everybody here just to envision a picture for me, okay? It's actually a symbol. Uh, You've seen it on jewelry, uh, tattoos, uh, most likely on uh, bumpers of cars. Uh, it's affectionately known as the Jesus fish or the or the peace fish. So it's that simple symbol made up of two intersecting lines, curved lines, that creates this uh, very simplistic image of a fish. Uh, and it's one of the many icons uh, related to Christianity, and it's related to today's guest. Okay, now not because. Uh, he has it as a bumper sticker on his car. I don't even know that. Or a tattoo. I certainly don't know that. Uh, but, you know, days, days young here. Uh, but, uh, but because uh, of the origin story of that symbol, okay? And so, so for those that don't know the origin story, I'm going to tell it really fast here. But basically, the story of the Jesus fish, uh, which actually has a Greek name called Ichthys, which I didn't know until today, doing a little research on this, is that it emerged way back in the day as a way for Christians to secretly signal uh, to others, uh, to their faith, to other Christians. Uh, And the reason they had to do it secretly is this was back in the day when when Christians were persecuted, like depending on where they lived, depending on the, the times. And so Christians had to be careful about making themselves known to others because it could cause real trouble if they came across, you know, the wrong person. So anyway, one example, uh, one of the more common examples, uh, use cases, if you will, of the ichthys was that if you, uh, as a Christian, were coming upon somebody that you didn't know, uh, and you didn't know if they were a Christian or somebody who was looking to persecute a Christian, uh, you would casually trace one of the lines, okay, of the ichthys uh, in the sand, Okay, just super casually, in, which would just like you're just, you know, kicking the sand and just drawing a random curved line. Uh, but then if the stranger uh, then completed the design, okay, by tracing the other line, the second line to create the symbol, then you knew not only were you, not only were you safe, but you were also with somebody who was a brother or, or sister in the faith kind of a cool thing. So what's the connection here? Okay, so fast forward now, about a thousand years from the story that I just told uh, to just a couple of months ago when I found myself uh, in a very crowded uh, college bar with today's <laughs> guest, okay, who I had not seen in probably 30 years since the last time we were probably in that same college bar for all I know. Uh, but anyway, we, uh, but this time we were with our college-aged kids uh, who, um, and about 500 of their closest, very loud friends, by the way, after a football game. So uh, didn't even know our kids were at the same school together, so it was super fun catching up uh, after the big game across a very noisy table and, um, you know, plenty of conversation and fun and, and catching up and, uh, you know, about jobs, kids, all that kind of stuff. And and at some point in the, in the conversation, I casually, without even thinking of it, I casually uttered something like, 
you know, oh, I'm very blessed or, oh, you know, God was looking out my, God was looking out for me that time or something like that. I mean, something, and it wasn't, I wasn't trying to sniff anything out. It just casually came out. But today's guest shot me a look from across the table and uttered something like, I don't remember exactly what the words were, but uttered something that conveyed a like, oh yeah, you are darn right on that. And it was basically an ichthys moment. I mean, you might have, you could have said amen for all I know, but at that moment, I knew two things. One, uh, that our connection uh, was way deeper uh, than our kids' social circles. And two, uh, that this guy was going to be on this show <laughs> one way or another. So in addition uh, to being a devoted husband, father, and friend, uh, he's carved out a very successful career in business uh, as uh, likely one of the most relatable IT leaders you're ever going to meet, uh, able to combine uh, technical know-how. I remember this way back in the day when you would talk about your job, and I'm like, okay, how do you even think like that? But combine this technical know-how with uh, interpersonal skills that uh, likely puzzle you his clients, uh, like, you know, how can a guy this cool be so <laughs> wicked smart? Uh, but he is, uh, and he's here now. So please uh, welcome today's Mana Man, Mr. Chris Chafee. Hey, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, it is great to have you uh, on the show. And like I was saying, uh, and, and, and uh, uh, you know, that story, uh, like, it, it, do you remember this? Oh, yeah. It, just, it, was, uh, it, was, it was a fun day, and it was so fun to run into you and just start to reconnect because, you know, knowing you and your family and those yeah. around you, but not having been connected for so long, um, it was really fun. And, and if, I do remember that moment, and I, was like, and I always love that moment when you run into somebody, you know, and I, and I love the story. I didn't even realize the background that you just you yeah. mentioned. I just love that. That story but it's it is um the, the holy spirit's there and always there but in that moment you're like okay you know let's let's bring him here now and so yeah. we had a great conversation that day so that was really yeah fun. well and the fact that yeah you can the holy spirit does it is and and can can be present even in you know kind of that raucous kind oh, of college yeah. bar but but so let's so let's actually um um so it's obviously something very frontal lobe for you now okay so you're very aware of it. I mean, you picked up on it when I just made a casual kind of, you know, kind of a comment, but that's something that, I mean, for both of my 30 years ago when we were hanging out, like it, I mean, we weren't necessarily chatting about, you know, Jesus across the bar, but was it something that it was something that, you know, we just didn't know about? I didn't know about back then, or is it something that's developed in the years since? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I've got a very, um, I don't think very uh, common story behind that because probably the in those days I wasn't a Christian um, I didn't grow with grow up with Christianity um, a few a couple of my brothers developed it later in life and brought it to me you know the the I guess the short story there is that um, as a process over time um, you know my brothers and my sister-in-laws and now my my now wife um, brought me to my faith mm-hmm. and so it wasn't prevalent then I mean the uh, the funny story that my wife likes to tell, um, and she wasn't present, but uh, I told her the story when uh, my 18-year-old girlfriend and I were in New York City uh, right after high school, and we were at the Metropolitan. Um, did I tell you this one? No. No. Uh, we were at the Metropolitan uh, Museum, and there's a picture, you know, big picture, really quiet, imagine a museum, and uh, it's a picture of Virgin Mary holding, holding baby Jesus. And... Um, my my girlfriend just turned to me and said, "Oh, there's the Virgin Mary with her baby Jesus." And I st- stood back, and there's a crowd of people, 
and fairly loudly I said, how could she be a virgin <laughs> if she has a baby? That's how I wasn't exposed to wow. Christianity. So wow. um, it, it was, it's, uh, yeah, so, but yeah. over time, you know, the, the process, you know, that you get, go through and um, you develop your faith over time. So that's probably why we didn't have much of a conversation back then. Yeah. So, so I didn't realize that how, uh, without, you don't have to get into all the detail, but how, um, as an adult, did it, was there, was there one particular episode or event that you can attribute, you know, some kind of opening to, or was it really just like, you're kind of saying, was it just sort of the slow drip over time and, you know, your, your siblings, your in-laws and, and, and where it just sort of like emerged? Yeah, you know? I, I think it was a process and then a kind of a trigger event okay. to push me kind of over the edge. And, mm-hmm. and it was, you know, I, I brother who, you know, was very passionate and pushed it a little too hard on me and Mm -hmm. I'd back off and then I'd explore somewhere else, but I had the background from what he had said to me. And then I kind of, then I met my wife and her mother, we had conversations and, but then I got to a a tough point in, in my, um, young married life with young kids, you know, stressful job and all those things that Mm -hmm. I just said, Hey, I I really need this. And from there it was, you know, you got to work in, in that scenario. And, and it was okay. Now I'm, you know, more active at church. I've got, you know, a small group that I'm, you know, things just were presented to me and I was saying yes. And so that's kind of how that process worked. And then you mature over time because, you know, from the story I told you, well, I knew nothing about the Bible, yeah. right? I but now I feel um, very confident with it, and um, and yeah, just have a great relationship with with God and and with uh, how that interacts with the Bible. So yeah, yeah. well, and it, it's 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 actually very apropos that the story kind of maybe starts with Mary, just because I mean her whole story was. You know, she just said yes, and then you know, and then everything kind of falls that's in place, and that's you know, yeah. that's kind of for all of us. I think that's you know, you catch up pretty quick. But but let's talk about like you know, I mean, part of what a lot of what we talk about on man is how faith and 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 divinity shows up in in our behaviors as you know, husbands and dads and friends, even if we're not always overtly, you know, walking around with the Bible and quoting scripture and, 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 and the like. So if you, if you rewind all the way back to growing up, I mean, mm-hmm. you're, you're a great guy, a great friend. So even back in the twenties, if we, if, if you were still kind of like, coming like, who's this, who's all, what are all these apostles? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, you obviously grew up in a very values based, very yes. good, you know, because so, so in, in, in hindsight now, you know, if you look back, do you, are you able to sort of, even if it wasn't conspicuous, are you able to kind of thread these elements of faith in God into how you grew up, even if you didn't have a name for oh, it yeah. back then? Yeah, I, I would. Um, you know, I think both my parents grew up, you know, faith-based and mm-hmm. built built their family around that without saying that, without bringing us to church. So I could um, bring it back to the foundations of, of those kinds of things yeah. that would bring me, you know, to have that value-based and then bring it into my family and, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah. Who are some, we talk a lot about role models yeah. on Mana, especially guys. So if you think back to like growing up, who are some of the guys in your life that you can kind of look back on and say, okay, even if it wasn't overtly faith-related at the time, just men who f- really kind of shaped your your character? You know, well, my dad, for one, yeah. um, and... So he's, um, you know, passed since, but, um, while it wasn't a 
Christian character. It was Christian in how he behaved. You know, yeah. not that this is, you know, he, I'd never utter, a, you know, a swear word. Not that that's, you know, you know I can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, it, it, um, things like that where yeah. he... Um, was very family oriented, um, making sure that we all were headed in the right direction. And, you know, I have three brothers, so, you know, four boys in the house is kind of a tough household. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I, I would say he would be one. My oldest brother, Todd, um, was always a role model. Um, he was always very successful. So, you know, as a kid, young kid, you see that and you're like, oh, I want to do that and I want to follow that. But he had a lot of character in doing so. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I can't say to this day that uh, there's much for him that I've seen him step too far out of character. Yeah. Uh, good character, that is. Uh, yeah. What I would believe is, you know, a Christian character. Um, and then as, it, I, I, you know, it's funny that as you ask the question, I'm kind of going to my core family in that um, I, I've been very blessed with, uh, with a very close family with three older brothers who, you know, you know, it brings me to tears to talk about how close we are and, you know, how much they've meant to me in building that character. Yeah. Um, very good men yeah. from that perspective. You know, outside of that, uh, college friends, you know, I could point to a couple that, um, while they did probably maybe don't know it, and I probably should share with them, but that were instrumental and say, hey, you know, that guy's somebody, I, you know, I would like to model myself after, whether yeah. it's, you know, a guy that um, never speaks poorly about another person person he may feel that way but doesn't and just out of character um or it's the you know straight a student who can be fun and have you know and also be personable and and have both worlds you yeah. know and doing that so anyway yeah well and not to be a leading question but but coming into a more formalized sense of faith later in life do you it's I guess another kind of dot connecting question here, but when you know when you think of those men, your brothers, and those character traits and and the love you know that they were expressing to you and vice versa, are you are you able now to or 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 does that influence sort of take on even a a deeper meaning, more meaning that you're able to attribute it to, you know. God and how God wants us to live in a relation with each other, you know, and, and yes, um, I would say that I wish it was more conscious like that on a more regular basis. I'd say that it's, um, it's more of a, when I'm with them and you feel that love, mm -hmm. you know, it's God. And then he's, then, then you think about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not like I'm, you know, driving down the street going, Oh yeah, I love my brother. And, <laughs> oh, I bring that back to, you know, to, to, <laughs> to yeah. God, but yeah. maybe, maybe that, you know, maybe that's my next, uh, mature moment in yeah. my faith. Yeah. <laughs> right. One of the things that I remember us, us when we did briefly connect, uh, back in the bar that you shared that I would imagine is a good touchstone for you is you've been involved with, uh, a Bible group, a, a small group now for a while. In fact, you were so generous to, you know, we went right from like, oh my gosh, our kids go to school. And the next thing you know, you're like, hey, you should come and, and join our, our group. <laughs> tell me about, how, yeah. that tell me about uh, how that started and uh, who got you involved in uh, that. And it, it is, uh, you know, it is um, foundationally the most important thing in my, uh, in my life, my faith life. Yeah. Um, so I actually, um, right about the time I, I said I had this kind of this trigger moment and I was saying yes to some things. And I, I went to a, a church, um, Christ Presbyterian in, down in Dinah, went to a 
men's, uh, it was a breakfast. And um, I ran into a friend of a friend and we started talking and, um, you know, he, I don't know how we got onto it. He said, you know, we should start a mentorship. He was, and so, because I was telling him I knew my faith. And so, so Tony, uh, Tony had started a mentorship and um, uh, over like Tuesday mornings. And he said, uh, he's like, you should, uh, you should come to my Bible study group. And, um, and I was actually in one at this part of the church that, um, uh, that was kind of, I wasn't as tending as regular as I want to anyway. So started in, uh, that was, I don't know, 15, 18 years. I can't even do So early two wow. thousands. Um, and, uh, I started attending to, we've moved to a couple of different locations, but, um, the men, there's probably 15 to 18 men, that are that are part of the group of mm. regular twelve attendees. Um, I'd say ten of us have been there since the beginning. Maybe eight, ten of us have been there since the beginning. And you know, we we study, and it's a weekly thing. So it's I know some groups do a monthly or biweekly. The weekly thing keeps it consistent, and I don't mm. miss if I'm in town. I don't miss that at seven a.m. on Tuesday mornings, breakfast, yeah. um, and we go through a we we rotate from a book of the Bible um, to some faith-based book yeah. and kind of rotate back and forth. We're in Matthew right now. Um, but the learning from the other men and it, it just the fellowship yeah. associated to it's been, been very key. And yeah, it's funny that you, you say, uh, oh, you, you know, invited me. Well, you know, most guys that I've talked to that I, you know, start to have a faith conversation, that's what I'll do because, you know, and, and I should do it beyond that yeah. because it's, it's, um, it's an easy one for, hey, you know, just faithful guy, he could, you know, he might jump in and yeah. be fine. But what we try to do is also get, you know, people that are kind of on the edge, right? And that's a risk point. And, you know, I've done that in the past and, you know, it, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. But um, we're always looking for men who want to explore their faith and, and yeah. grow. And yeah. Well, and just so. that invitation. And, and that's where I, and I, I haven't yet taken you up on it. And it's one of the things that, and we've had so many guys on the show and so many of my, my friends and family are part of these small groups and, and, and with the longevity, I mean, you're pushing 20 years and mm-hmm. it's so, I'm so, um, I mean, ironically envious of that and, you know, it's not supposed to be yeah, envious, right. but I love that. And I, and I just think as being on the receiving end of an invitation like that, I would just say, just keep inviting guys, you know, and because yeah. it eventually they'll show up eventually yeah. guys like me will show up, you know, yeah. and it's just so, cause I think we all need, um, we just need those nudges, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we've gone through, um, you know, some tough times of, you know, going, how do we, how do we work through COVID and, how do yeah. you, you know, we had, you know, lost locations and we got to get a fun. And it's, you know, sometimes it's, it shouldn't be, but convenience factors is, is a big deal. And, yeah. you know, guys, it's the group tends to be fairly um, professional, successful men. So, you know, to be there, you know, getting back into the office till 830 or 9, you know, is, you know, for some, you know, for some men that's hard, yeah. right? Yeah. While, you know, they find out after they're a few weeks that it's, you know, how important it is. And the other thing can wait. Yeah, but to have you prioritize that, and it reminds me of <clears throat> just recently I was uh, speaking with some friends who had a chance to um, to interview um, Chris Stefanik. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's very he's a pretty well known writer and speaker, and and uh, um, in uh, in the Christian kind of way. And they were talking about guys and men and how often and with your seven o'clock start of your Bible uh, group, how we 
tend to um like we got to sneak that stuff into our life yeah. you know because oh, i gotta get to work or whatever yeah. and you know and the irony of that is like okay this should be the time where like that should be prime time yeah you know that should be like okay what's my best part of the day that's the one that's the part i'm gonna <laughs> give to god <laughs> well, the, re- well, the reality is yeah it, and so the reality is that you get to a point um where your life's full and that's where there's most of the guys right yeah, it's, it's yeah. full and okay even 7 a.m is full you know i've been a you know True. a morning workout guy for my you know for my you know whole adult life and um what did i have to do when i started doing that tuesdays i mean it's a little early to get up at yeah. four thirty to start your, you know that was a little early for me so yeah. i gotta figure out how to do it later in the day or, or skip that day yeah right um which was kind of a, a change for me so yeah. you know it's kind of like how do you how do you get it in and you know i know some folks you know some groups try to do on a different you know wednesday but so families get in the way with because that's a priority too right mm. so good point that you know you, you it's hard to that should be prime time but there is no mm. prime time there right yeah absolutely right you got to break yeah. in yeah. right no, I love it. well <laughs> and i just have, I have to imagine too on those tuesdays when you're waking up just a little bit earlier you know it's a, it's a form of you know, actually, it's kind of a form of fasting, like you're sacrificing mm-hmm. something to make it for us. That just deepens the whole experience. Yeah, yeah, cool. it, it, it is cool. So, you know, what I think that we've grown as a group, too, in, in um, not just spending Tuesday doing it. Yeah. Um, now, we're doing it independently with the devotionals, but you're spending more time um, because you're you're doing lessons just to get ready for it and, you know, those kinds of things. But we've been very encouraging of the whole group to do a daily devotional, yeah. which, you know, turns to be, if you're good, five-day devotional or four-day devotional. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's another way to extend your faith and then bring that back to the group, yeah. right? And we've got a text chain now we've had for, you know, a number of years yeah. where, you know, it's imp- and there's guys that are on the chain that don't come regularly that will chime in every now and said, don't know how impactful this text chain is. So you get, I mean, yeah. and so the things that come out there, you know, it's daily, yeah. you know, things, something comes out. Somebody's, yeah. you know, got some message that has to do with, you know, our faith around, you know, Jesus that is, is helpful. So yeah. I think that's a, a byproduct of that's it. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. So think, so uh, now current day and your dad of these great kids and they're all, you know, they they've all, they're, they've been raised or continuing to be raised. How, how, um, and especially given the, uh, you know, the loving and yet maybe not conspicuously Christian context in which you were raised, how do you, how have you done it as a dad, you know, and as, and as a, as a husband, like have, have the chafy kids grown up with like, Oh, there goes dad again. I mean, with the Bible, you know, <laughs> or, or are you creating a space like your folks did for you to just, you know, you're going to be loved and, and nothing's going to get forced upon you. You're going to come to it. And just like in your path, you know, God will get you. Yeah. Get, you know, we it's always true. think that we're searching for God. God is running after us faster than we run to him, you yeah. know? And yeah. so you just let yourself get caught, which is great. So, but how, how, before you go there, I, yeah. I just want to share it. So my, my devotional this morning was, was, was exactly the thing that came off the page was, um, and the things that I'm going through right now is God's there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you don't need to, I mean, you don't have to chase him. Yeah. He's just there for you. I mean, that was the exact thing that came off the page this morning was, you know, 
you, know, you think about, gosh, why is God so far away? Or why is he so close? Why is he, he's not. It's mm-hmm. it's me and what I what my relationship with God and my where I am in the flesh versus the spirit. And so, no, I think that's an interesting point that you bring that up. You know, it's no coincidences and, yeah, and those kinds of things. But, no you know, back to your question. So um, I'm kind of a combination with my family. You know, obviously brought them through the church uh, when they were young. Um, church camps, uh, you know, confirmation. Um, now that they're older adults, uh, a little more challenging to get to church. Um, but I'm encouraged. We've given them space now, yeah. right? But I'm encouraged to hear things like my son, you know, you know, is doing a devotional, Tony Dungy's devotional. Oh, yeah. And while it's not an everyday thing, if he does it, once a week, once a month, whatever, he's staying down the path of yeah. his faith. Um, do I want nothing more of anything out of life than to see those three kids grow in their faith? Yes. Um, but I, you can't force it on them. I yeah. do send, you know, I do get a little bit of, Dad, you know, you send in the daily devotional text chain that, you know, I hope they read one out of 50, whatever. But, you know, I continue to encourage them that way. You know, it's prompted by the Holy Spirit. It's like, okay, my kids need to hear this one, whether it's going to work or not. It's up to you. Yeah. Uh, uh, Well, hey, uh, let's, uh, we're going to segue here to the fun segment here. So this is the the segment where we... uh, uh, horribly named, but hopefully it'll be fun here. And we ask the same three questions to every guest uh, and just, you know, kind of see. Uh, now, I will tell everybody listening here, to as Chris and I were chatting <clears throat> before tape roll, I said, uh, you know, so here's how it's going to go, da, da 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 And then I'll just ask you that, you know, and then we get to the fun segment and Chris goes, what's that again? <laughs> so uh, these are these are questions that you you have technically known in advance, but now maybe, maybe you know, they'll come to you again. But if not, we're just going to see how... Light Chris is on his feet. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so question number one. If uh, if Jesus knocked on your door tomorrow morning and just wanted to hang out with you for the day, okay? You got the whole day, just you and Jesus. You can do anything you want. How are you going to spend your day with Jesus? <laughs> That's an awesome one. And I don't remember, but uh, being light on my feet, I, it, was, it was easy to answer. There's there's two things I would do. Can I pick two? Well, oh, yeah. I can yeah. combine. You got a whole day. So I, mean, I, got, you got, I got a whole day. So um, I do spend, the first thing that came to mind was I do spend um, a long weekend at, at, at a retreat every year to Montreville uh, and do a silent retreat. And I always say it's like going to spend time with God with Jesus. And, uh, I tend to, it's the, it's the place that's most holy to me. And so it would be fun to visit there with him. So yeah. that's the short answer of a first one. But if I had a whole day, I'd go on a really long bike ride. I was going to say, I remember you being a bike. Yeah. Ride, yeah. I would go and cause when I bike, there's t- certain times where it, you know, you just get filled overwhelmed with the spirit and it'd be fun to uh, have that the whole time I'm yeah. out there. Right. So I think it would probably be, um, you know, it's probably a better answer, but yeah. that's the one that comes to that's mind. That's great. I love it. I love it. All right. Fun segment, question number two. Uh, if you could go to church with any other guy, okay, living or dead, famous or not, you know him, not know him, doesn't matter, uh, but you're going to church and it's going to be with another guy, who are you going to take to church? Oh, my dad. Okay. Yeah. Um, he might not enjoy it, <laughs> but... Um, but it would be it would be a, an experience, I think. Yeah. At that point, yeah. Does he have to be Lily? If I had no, a, yeah, no, okay. no, uh-uh, okay, no, that'd be great. Yeah. yeah, 
I think it'd be neat for him to see you there, and and uh, you know, he'd be well. He's proud now, yeah. even though he's not here. So. Yeah, cool. Last question: uh, If you could give one piece of advice to a younger man, okay? Because <clears throat> you're an old man. Yeah, I am. So, an old man. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get to see that on there. Right, right, exactly. Right. That's true. That's true. The power of audio. Uh, but if you could give just one piece of advice to a younger man uh, about living the life you're living, which is this confident life of faith, what would that be? What would the one piece of advice be? You know, I, that's uh, get in tune with your faith and commit. I mean, it, I mean, it's pretty simple and it, it's a little trip, but the, the advice is that once you make that commitment, my belief, my experience is that he takes care of the rest. Yeah. Um, you know, it, the, the second part B to that, that helps along the way. I, you know, I would say, you know, if you feel is not as connected, I think the, the, a group of fellowship, whether it's a small group or it's whether it's, you know, some guys from church who go to camp or do something that is surrounded around the faith, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mine on every Tuesday morning, maybe at a, just at an extreme of that, but do something and, and it'll build off that. Yeah, great. Chris Chafee, thanks so much uh, for being here and for sharing your story. Yeah, this has been fun. Thanks. Thank you for listening to MANA. If you have any questions or recommendations for future guests, send them to manapodcast at gmail.com.